I titled this message, The Resurrection and the Life. I'm going to be taking a look at John's Gospel, chapter 11. Wonderful passage of story where, passage of scripture where Jesus resurrected Lazarus from the dead. Four main characters. Got Lazarus, the dead man, Mary and Martha, his sisters, and of course Jesus Christ. The Bible tells us in John 11, verses 17 to 27, So when Jesus came, he found that he had already been in the tomb four days. Now Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles away. And many of the Jews who had joined the women around Mary and Martha to comfort them concerning their brother. Now Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him. But Mary was sitting in the house. Now Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now, I love that, even now, I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? It's a good question for all of us here today, right? Do you believe this? She said to him, yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who has come into the world. Well, he is risen. He is risen indeed. Jesus' resurrection destroyed the works of the devil. It also defeated death, hell, and the grave. Did you know Jesus' resurrection marks the first time in history that someone rose from the dead never to die again? Jesus' resurrection was a true and total defeat of death. Peter says it was impossible for death to keep its hold on him. Jesus said, I am he who lives and was dead, and I am alive forevermore, and I have the keys of hell and death. Keys, you see, are a symbol of authority. Jesus is sovereign over death. Christ's conquest of death was permanent and eternal. Without the resurrection, there is no gospel, there is no forgiveness of sins, and there is no living hope. But thanks be to God, Jesus came up out of that grave. Amen. So we have good news. I'm like a herald. Back in that culture, the king would send a herald to announce good news. Good news such as the enemy is defeated. The soldiers have won the victory. The kingdom is ours. And I've been sent by the King of Kings to herald the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I'm here to tell you, the enemy's defeated. Christ is risen. The kingdom of God is ours. Somebody say amen to that. You can experience resurrection power in your life today. I want to take what happened 2,000 years ago when Jesus Christ was quickened by the Holy Spirit and he rose victoriously over sin, death, and the grave. That same power that raised Christ from the dead dwells in us. The Apostle Paul writes in the Romans chapter 8, he says, if that same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwell in you, he will quicken or make alive your mortal body. John telling his disciples says, because I live, you also will live. 
Ephesians chapter 1, verses 19 and 20, the Apostle Paul is praying for those Ephesians. And it's a prayer found in Scripture. So he's praying for believers like you and I. He says, and I'm praying that you might know what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe. According to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised from the, from the dead and seated him at the right hand in heavenly places. He says, I want to know him and the power of his resurrection. If you were saved today, resurrection power was evident in your salvation. For you were dead in your trespasses and sins, and God quickened you by his Holy Spirit, made you alive unto God, forgave your sins, planted the Holy Spirit on the inside of you, and old things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. Amen? And if you're a believer, resurrection power is also evident in your daily victorious walk. You not only have been forgiven of your sins, but God, by the power of the Holy Spirit that raised Christ from the dead, also gives you power to overcome sin. He gives you power to live a brand new way of living. He changes you from the inside out. And we know that the Bible is very clear about this. That resurrection power that raised Christ from the dead, that power will also raise us up from the dead as well. At that last day, at that last great trumpet, we know the dead in Christ shall rise first. There will be a divine quickening. We do not remain in the grave, but we will have a bodily resurrection at that last day. Amen. Death is the most powerful, terrifying weapon against us. When Christ conquered death, he removed the sting of death. The Bible says death was swallowed up in victory. Because of resurrection power, we have power in this life. We are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Because of resurrection power, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. I was sitting at the front row on Good Friday service and thinking about the death of Jesus and how he was placed in that tomb. And I felt like the Spirit of God quickened me that he is going to bring people out of their tombs. That God was going to use that Friday and this Easter Sunday to do such a work that he's going to bring people out of their tombs. That's what he did for Lazarus. Lazarus was dead. Four days dead, stinking in that tomb. It was a dark place. It was a lonely place. He was all bound up. He was stinking. The scripture tells us the stone covered that tomb. It was an impossibility. He was dead. And Jesus Christ, by his power, raised him up from the dead. That stone was rolled away. The sun shined into that tomb. He came up out of that tomb as he said, Jesus, Lazarus, come forth and loose him and let him go. I believe that God's going to do that for each one of us here today. You need to get ready to believe God to do something in your life. The tomb is a dark place, a hopeless place, a bound place a dead place, a lonely place, a stinking place. 
And perhaps some of that, all of that, or one of those things describes you today. What you are saying is, Pastor, I am in a dark place of discouragement and despondency or despair. I'm in a hopeless place. I heard the news. I got the doctor's report. It's hopeless. I am in a bound place to addictions and habits. I'm in a dead place. Maybe your marriage is dead. I'm in a lonely place, all alone, no real companion, no one he really understands, or I'm in a stinking place. You know what? My life stinks. It's rotting and decaying. I have reaped a whirlwind of sinful consequences. If that is you, if some of that is you, if, so, if one of those things is you, I want you to know that just as Jesus brought Lazarus out of that tomb, out of that dark place, lonely place, that place of bondage, he's going to do the same for you today. So you need to get ready. You need to believe. Do you believe that God can do the impossible? Absolutely he can. Do you believe that resurrection power can be yours today? Absolutely. So get ready, get ready, get ready. Let's believe God. I talked about the four characters, Mary, Martha, Lazarus, and Jesus. Let's take a look at Martha. Perhaps you are a Martha today. Why do I say that? Well, Martha had lost all hope. And maybe that's you today. You're in a hopeless situation, a hopeless marriage, a hopeless family life. Maybe you feel hopeless on the inside. Things will never change. It will always be this way. Martha says in verse 21, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. She had lost hope. She wasn't looking at Jesus as the answer to what just happened. She just said, Lord, if you had been here, he would not have died. It's over. It's over. It's all over. She was hopeless. But she then said this in verse 22, but even now I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. Even now. You know, sometimes faith needs to rise in our hearts and we need to say, yet even now. It seems to be hopeless. All hope is gone. It's this, it's that. But even now, God can do a miracle. Even now. Do you have even now faith today? No matter what your situation, what has gone on in your past, what other people have said, or how you feel on the inside, even now, you believe that if God will come, if God will stretch forth his hand, if God will speak into your life, if God will give you a promise, even now it shall all turn around. Martha says this to Jesus, Lord, I believe. I believe. How many believers do we have in the house today? I believe. Even now. I want you to believe that today, right now, resurrection power can be extended to you, into your heart, into your family, into your marriage, into your finances, into your business, into your physical body, even now. I believe, that's what she said, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who has come into the world are you a Mary, or excuse me, are you a Martha, one who has lost hope but can truly say, I believe even now? Are you a Mary? Let me read to you the story of Mary. 
starting at verse 28 of John chapter 11. And when she had said these things, she went her way and secretly called Mary, her sister, saying, The teacher has come and is calling for you. The teacher has come and is calling for you. The Savior has come. The Lord has come. The lover of your soul has come. Christ has come. And he's calling for you. He's calling for you. Just as he called for Mary, Jesus is calling for you. And as soon as she heard that, she arose quickly and came to him. Jesus is here and is calling for you. Will you believe? Will you come? Will you trust? Will you come and rise up? Come quickly. The Bible says as soon as she heard that Jesus was calling, she arose and quickly come. Quickly. I want to encourage you to come in your heart today, to come with faith, to rise up, and to run to Jesus today. Don't tarry. Don't wait. Don't stand back in the shadows. Come. Come with all your heart today. As soon as she heard that, she arose quickly and came to him. Now Jesus had not yet come into the town, but was in the place where Martha met him. Then the Jews who were with her in the house and comforting her, when they saw that Mary rose up quickly and went out, followed her, saying, she is going to the tomb to weep there. You know, there's always people watching you, watching you. Mary had a crowd around her watching her. She's weeping. She's sorrowful. She's without hope. It's over. Lazarus, her brother, is dead. She's overcome with this grief. But all of a sudden, she's quickly rising up, coming after Jesus. She's coming to Jesus. And there's a whole bunch of people watching her. They decide to follow her. And I want you to know that if you will come to Jesus, believe in Jesus, run to Jesus, there's a bunch of people watching you, and they're going to follow you, and you're going to be responsible or led of God or, or chosen by God. To lead a whole bunch of friends to Jesus Christ. She's going to the tomb to weep there. Then, when Mary came where Jesus was and saw him, she fell down at his feet, saying to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Therefore, when she saw, when Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who came with her weeping, he groaned in the spirit and was troubled. Why was Jesus troubled? Well, he loved Lazarus. He loved Mary. He loved Martha. He didn't want to see them in such a situation or predicament. But also this, Mary wasn't weeping because of faith. She wasn't weeping because of joy. She's weeping because of her circumstances. Death had come into her life. She had lost a loved one. She was doubting the Lord's timing and love. If you had been here, my brother would not have died. Many people do this. They weep over their circumstances. They're sorrowful over this or that that has happened to them. They doubt the Lord's timing and love. Lord, if you truly loved me, this wouldn't have happened. If you had been here and shown up, none of this would have come upon me. Lord, you're late. Why didn't you come sooner? You could have prevented this. Are you a Mary today, weeping over your circumstances, sorrowful of heart, doubting the goodness of God, the love of God, and the timing of God? But you can also be like Mary and hear his voice and quickly come to Jesus. 
We know that in the world we have tribulation. We know that people get very sorrowful and bad things happen and difficult things happen and challenging things happen. We know many times we shed our tears and we wonder where was God and why didn't he answer? Why didn't he come when I was praying? He's late or he just wasn't there. And that's exactly what Mary was feeling and thinking. But Jesus came and called to her, and Jesus is here, and he's calling to you. And I want you to hear his voice, hear his tender, tender heart. Will you rise up and come to Jesus quickly today with a heart of faith? He can turn things around. He can do miracles that you have never believed possible. Never believe possible. The Lord can come into your heart, can change your situation. So we see that Martha had lost hope, but somehow she said, even now, I believe it can all change. I want you to be like that. Even now, if you believe, everything can change. Even now, no matter what has happened in the past, no matter what it looks like, even now, right now, today, it can all turn around. It can all change. I believe. That's a Martha. Do we have any believers in the house? I believe. I believe. Mary, you see, she's weeping and sorrowful over what has happened in her life, and maybe that describes you today. Something has happened in your life a death of a loved one, a challenge in your family, the death of a marriage, a doctor's report, broken finances, your business has gone under, you've had great disappointment, you're weeping over your circumstances. Somehow you've doubted the Lord's goodness or care or timing. Lord, if you had been here, none of this would have happened But be like Mary and hear Jesus calling to you. Rise up in your heart of faith. Run to him. He'll do a miracle in your life. The next person we have here is Lazarus. Lazarus, the third character in this story. Are you a Lazarus? Reading verses 38 to 44. Then Jesus again, groaning in himself, came to the tomb. See, it's a tomb. It was a cave, and a stone lay against it. That tomb, that dark, lonely place, a stone lay against it, an impossibility, an insurmountable obstacle, something that was immovable. Jesus said, take away the stone. Martha, the sister of him who was dead, said to him, Lord, by this time there is a stench, for he has been dead four days. Jesus said to her, did I not say to you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? How many want to see the glory of God? The power of God expressed a miracle, a change in your situation. Man, he's stinking. You know, sometimes we sow to the wind and reap a whirlwind, and we sow to the flesh and we reap destruction, and sometimes, you know, our life stinks. It just stinks. Stinks because of the consequences of sin. It's stinking because we've turned away from the Lord or drew back from God or reaping consequences of our own choices, and it's just simply stinking. That's what's happening with Lazarus. He's stinking right now. 
Jesus said, did I not say to you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead man was lying. Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. And I, aren't you glad that he ever lives to make intercession for us? He's praying for you right now. He's praying for you right now. Sometimes we think that he's not, he doesn't care, that he doesn't know, that he doesn't understand, and his eyes are on you today. He cares for you. He prays for you. Father, I thank you that you have heard me, and I know that you always hear me. But because of the people who are standing by, I said this, that they may believe that you sent me. Now when he had said these things, he cried with a loud voice. I love this. He knows this man by name. He cries out, Lazarus. You know, I always heard this, Lazarus, come forth. If he didn't say Lazarus, I mean, it was a place where there were a lot of graves. If he didn't say Lazarus, they all would have come forth, right? But he had made them, Lazarus, come forth. Some people say he rose four people from the dead because Lazarus came forth. But we don't believe that. But I do believe he called him by name. Do you believe that God knows you by name? Oh, he knows you by name. He knows your heart, your burden, your sorrow, your tears, your struggles, your bondages, your habits, the darkness, the tomb that you are in, your loneliness and despair. He knows all that. He knows you by name and he's calling to you. Calling you by name. Mary heard the voice of the Lord and came quickly. Lazarus is dead. How could a dead man hear? A dead man can hear by the power of Almighty God. Lazarus, come forth. And he who had died came out bound hand and foot with great clothes, and his feet was wrapped with a cloth. Jesus said to them, loose him and let him go. I want them to know that Jesus is not happy with you walking around like this. Man, we got all kinds of movies and TV shows about the zombie apocalypse. Dead men walking, right? Dead men walking. And I want you to know before you met Jesus, you are dead in your trespasses and sins. You might be walking about, but you're like a dead man walking. But I want you to know that God has something greater than that for you. He wants you to be loosed, delivered, set free, walking in liberty, experiencing the great power of God. Somebody say amen to that. Amen. Amen. Are you in a dark and lonely place? Lazarus was. Does your life stink? Lazarus is dead. Are you bound, wrapped in grave clothes? Lazarus was. Addictions, habits, bondages, wounds, hurts, bitterness. Are you ready for a miracle? Are you ready to come up out of your tomb? Jesus has the power, resurrection power, to lift you, save you, redeem you, do a miracle, set you free, make all the difference in the world. Jesus can remove the stone of impossibilities in your life. He can command you to come forth or to rise up. He can loose you and set you free. He can bring dead things to life. He can bring dead things to life. Some people say, man, my marriage is so dead, there's no hope. 
Man, my relationship is so broken, there's no hope. Man, that habit is so strong, there's no hope. Man, that sickness is so terminal, there's no hope. Man, there's no hope for my business. There's no hope for my bankruptcy. There's no hope for my loneliness. It will always be this way. He brings dead things to life. He's a living hope. Somebody say amen to that. If you're in a dark place, a hopeless place, a bound place, a dead place, a lonely place, a stinking place, God has an answer for you today. How many believers do we have in the house? How many believers do we have in the house? I want you, and I started this in my introduction, I wanted you to get ready, to get ready, to get ready, to believe God, to believe God, to believe God, to believe God. You know, God is drawn to faith. God is drawn to faith. He inhabits our praises. So if you start praising the Lord, man, God is attracted or drawn to that praise. But he also is drawn to faith, to people that will choose to believe him, right? Without faith, it is impossible to please God. You need to believe God, to exercise your faith, to make a draw on the power of God today. I believe that God can meet you right where you're at. That God could do something where you will get up out of your tomb and walk in resurrection power, life-giving power, the changing power of Jesus Christ. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead can dwell in you and quicken you. That word quicken means make you alive, spiritually alive to God. You can leave here free from your bondages, free from your habits, set free free from loneliness, isolation, and despair, and discouragement, and depression. He brings dead things to life. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Bow your heads in the presence of the Lord, all right? Let's get ready. Let's get ready. If you're here today and you would say, Pastor Tim, that is me. I feel like I am in a cave or in a tomb, and I need the power of God to come into my life. Man, if that is you, just raise your hand. Raise your hand, 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 raise your hand. Yes, thank you, thank you. Just lift up your hand. If you need the power of God, the power of God to come into your life, raise your hand. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Yes, lift up your hand. I'm talking to believers and maybe those that aren't believers here today. You're just here and you need God, a miracle from Almighty God, the power of God. Raise that hand. Raise that hand. Yes, 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 yes. Praise the Lord. Yes. Amen, 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 amen. Those of you that have raised your hand, just stand right where you're at. Just stand right where you're at. If you raise your hand, just stand right where you're at. That's right, be bold. Lazarus had to come forth. He had to stand up. He's laying down. He had to stand up. Just stand right where you're at, right where you're at, right where you're at. We're going to believe God. We're going to believe God. You're hearing the voice of the Lord. It's not too late to stand up. If you need that resurrection power, stand up. Stand up, stand up, stand up, just stand up, rise up, rise up with faith, believe God, believe God, believe God, believe God, rise up, rise up, people are still standing, still standing, Holy Spirit, quicken them, hear the voice of Jesus, remember, Mary ran quickly, 
She ran quickly, respond by faith. Come on, stand up. If you need that resurrection power right now, stand to your feet, stand to your feet, stand to your feet, stand to your feet. Hallelujah. God is good. God is good. All right, I'm going to pray a prayer of faith. And I'm going to ask that that resurrection power just come upon you right now in Jesus' name. Right now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Believe God. Say, Lord, I believe you. Lord, I believe you. Jesus, by your spirit, come upon them right now in Jesus' name. Descend like a dove. Come, fall upon them, Holy Spirit, by your anointing, the outpouring of your Holy Spirit. Come upon each person right now in Jesus' name. Just descend upon them. Each person right now in Jesus' name. Descend. Come upon them. Fall upon them. From the top of their heads, let the Holy Spirit flow downward to their shoulders downward to their waist downward to their knees downward to the soles of their feet be clothed with his spirit the oil of God the anointing just descending descending coming downward downward in Jesus name from the top of your head to the soles of your feet sense his presence feel his anointing now Holy Spirit come alive in them come alive in them I pray in Jesus name that you quicken them that you empower them, that you strengthen them, that you heal them, that you do a miracle in them. Let hope arise. Let faith arise. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Let's give God praise. Let's give God praise. Let's give God praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Go ahead, be seated. Go ahead, be seated. I got one final call, one final call with your heads bowed. I'd be remiss if I did not make a call for those of you that don't know Jesus or those of you that have walked away from Jesus. You need to be saved. You need to be committed. You need to be recommitted. This call is for you. What better time than right today, Easter Sunday, to say, I believe, or to say, I recommit. I believe in Jesus. I recommit my life to Jesus. I want to pray for you today that you might receive Christ as your personal Savior and Lord. There are some of you here today, and you are lost, dead in your sins, and you need to be made alive unto God. You need forgiveness of sins. You need to receive Christ as your Savior. There are some of you here today, you need to say yes to Jesus. 
If there are others here today, man, you have stepped away, drawn back, lost your fervency or your passion. God was one time close to you, but you have been distracted by other things or allowed other things to crowd in. And it seems like the Lord's been pushed out. And you want to reconnect today. Recommit. You know He loves you, and you know that He's the most important thing. And you need to reconnect, recommit to Jesus. Some of you that need to do that today. Now, with your heads bowed, if you're here, then you would say, I want to be saved, or I want to recommit my life to the Lord. I want the pastor to pray with me, to include me in his prayer today, to give my life to Jesus or to recommit my life to Jesus. My friend, if that is you, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand. Raise your hand right now that you want to recommit or give your heart to Jesus. Just lift your hand up right now. Raise it high. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm looking around. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Right there, there, and there. Anybody else? Yes, thank you right over there. That is you. You need to recommit or to believe for the very first time. Raise your hand. This is your moment. This is your time. Raise your hand. Lift it high right now in Jesus' name. Join with others that have raised their hand. Yes, I thank you for raising your hand. Yes, right there. Thank you. Anybody else? Anybody else? Just lift your hand up right now in Jesus' name. This is for you. Yes, right over there. Thank you. Thank you. This is for you. Thank you. This is for you. Holy Spirit's still moving. I want to give you this opportunity. You know, Mary heard Jesus calling and she ran to him quickly. And you need to respond to Jesus is calling you. He wants to save you, forgive you. Just raise your hand. Raise your hand. Yes, right back there. Thank you. Anybody else? Anybody else, this is your moment. This is the day that the Lord has made for you to come back to Jesus. Thank you right over there. I see that hand. I see that hand. All right, let's pray together. All of you that raised your hand to whole church, repeat this prayer after me, all right? Say, dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart and save me. I believe upon you. I recommit my life to you. Forgive me of all my sins. Forgive me of walking away. Restore to me my salvation. Save me from all my sins. Come into my heart. Be my Lord and be my Savior. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, amen.